Alright, let's open our Bibles quickly. I want us to read again from the book of Luke chapter 18. It's something we have read many times. He said, now he was telling them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not to lose heart. And he said, in a certain city there was a judge who did not fear God and did not respect man. And there was a widow in that city, and she kept coming to him saying, give me legal protection from my opponent. Or I like in James' expression here, he said, avenge me of my adversary. He said, for a while he was unwilling, but afterward he said to himself, even though I do not fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will give him, I will give her legal protection, otherwise continually coming, all right, she will wear me out. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said, unrighteous judge said. Now will, the, will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry to him day and night, and will he delay long over them? He said, I tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Now, there's a reason why I'm reading this again, because it is so crucial for us to get the point that he said here, that the elect of God, uh, which verse is that? Around verse 7. Yes. He said, Will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry to him day and night? That is, the Lord Jesus was saying, the elect of God are supposed to cry to him day and night. That's what I want to emphasize. That's what he was saying here. That their job is to cry day and night. And he said at the end, when the Son of Man comes, we live find faith on the earth. That is, this is the problem. We did sustain the day and night cry, or they will lose faith because of the things that have not yet occurred. All right? As a result of their prayer, you see that in verse 1, he said he was telling a parable to show that they ought to pray and not to lose heart. They ought to pray and not to get tired. I've said it again and again. This prayer battle is a persistent one. It's not just a name it and claim it thing. Is that we take the word of God and we lift it up and we keep it up. Please go and listen to our series again. All right, the rod of God. I discussed that there. That this, this this is the way it is. We take something that God has said and we lift it up continually. Let us not forget the seed did not part in one minute. The seed did not part in one hour. The seed parted after a whole night. And one one thing I noticed, it the Bible didn't emphasize it. But I suspect that Moses had to keep his hand up while that was going on. How do I know that? Because later on, when they had to fight a battle, all right, against Ai, Joshua was in the battle, and his hands had to be up with the staff of God in his hand. You read through the story of um, Moses, you will see the position of that staff is de- determines whether he will have victory or he will not have victory. The position of the staff, that tells me that any time we are not having victory, it is because the staff is down. Do you get my point? The hands are down. Anytime things are not working the way they are supposed to work. You know, the one day I was talking with one um, sister, she's, a, she's also a minister of the gospel. She was telling me something. She's a minister of the gospel. We're discussing some things, and she quoted a man of God for me. That, that, that the man said that, talking about finances now, that if he needs money, what he does is to put pressure on the word of God. That thing struck me. I never forgot it. That he said, what you do is to put pressure on the word of God. We we're talking about um, things that are big, things that are expensive. He said the man said, you don't need money, and that is true. You know, that, you know, 
I, I pray you get this. This, this, this work of faith is, is real. He said you don't need money. You need to believe God. Are you getting my point? Yes, that is anything you need, you believe God for it. You don't focus on money. Life is very spiritual. If your focus is on money, until your money is enough, you will not get many things done. But if you focus on God, many things will be done without you seeing that amount of money that you thought would have been necessary. Many things will be accomplished without you even seeing money at all. Many things will be accomplished. Money will come in a supernatural way. But all this while, you must focus your mind on the word of God. And you must put pressure, like that man said, on God's word. You don't put pressure on people. Many people think that you get things done by, you know, connection. People you know. You don't put pressure on your pockets. You know, you think that uh, if I, <laughs> the more money I have, the more I get done. We know as a matter of fact, the poor and the rich, they have one thing in common. You see, wisdom is a tangible, you know, spiritual substance. There's the, you will get results with wisdom that people are using millions and millions and millions of naira or even dollars to get. If you, have, if you put pressure on God's word, he may give you wisdom and not give you money as long as the thing is done. What life does to us is to distract us. And these are the problems with people who have money. If you have a lot of it, you tend to have less faith. Unless your money was built, okay, um, upon the foundation of faith. Otherwise, if you have plenty of resources, your faith will be small. That is why for the people that have a lot of uh, medical insurance, you know, medical care, they don't know how to believe God for healing. They don't. They don't. Not because they are bad people, but because the pressure is not there. The pressure is not there. But when the man, when they tell you that, ah, this one, the surgery is going to be 1.5 million naira, he will pray. That is, <laughs> and that because of that, listen, I don't have time to talk about faith again now. You see, that desire, that intense realization of what is going to happen will provoke faith in your heart. It will. What am I saying? Listen, we must never forget that our victory in life is dependent upon how we put pressure on the word of God. And we must never let it go. There was something that Paul said when he was writing the book of Romans, in the book of Romans, when he was writing the letter. He reminded the church to be devoted to prayer. That they must be devoted to prayer. Jesus said, men ought always to pray and not to get tired. And that's what I want to say again. And it's not as if we have prayed this prayer before. No. We keep on lifting the word of God up over every situation of life. You know, I thought about it this morning when I woke up very early. I just realized that once I leave the room, you know one thing I'm going to do? Guess. I'm going to eat breakfast. When I get home this evening, guess one thing I'm going to do? I think it's this afternoon. So guess what I'm going to do this night? I'm going to eat my supper. Alright? Now, when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm not a fasting type. No, I'm, I'm not that. Uh, <laughs> we just wake up in the morning, go on hunger strike. I hardly do such things. It's just me. You don't have to follow me. You can follow those who fast for 90 days. Mm-hmm. You say, Pastor Wanky, you don't fa- What you call fast? What most people call fast? I don't. I'm confessing openly. Why is he laughing? I don't. What people call fast? I don't. I don't just wake up in the morning and decide that I will go on hunger strike. I'm not in prison. I have not been locked up illegally. Are you getting my point? So I would go on hunger strike. Christians, fasting is what? God's word. Time out. You know, take time out to settle down and focus on the word. As such times, food, partying, weddings, everything become a distraction. I, I don't believe in the Christianity that's hungry and goes for wedding. Only wicked souls do that. Yes. You get to the place where are rejoicing. Jesus got there, he ordered for wine. Are you getting my point? You now go there, you say you are fasting. When did you see Jesus go to a party? Fasting. And he's fasting. 
All this kind of life of iniquity, Christians live sometimes. I'm telling you, when you want to fast, set yourself what? Aside. It is the aside that's my own issue. It's the aside that's the issue. So it's not that I'm not saying that if you don't eat, you will go to hell. I didn't say that. I am just saying that don't tell me you are fasting if you are not set aside. You go to the office, guru, guru, morning till night. Because you have not eaten, you tell me you are fasting. You are lying. You are not fasting. You are walking. People are really fasting unless they sinned. People are under punishment from God. And who Jesus have not, Jesus didn't die for their sins. Are you getting my point? Those people that, you know, there are some people, their sins were excluded from the sacrifice of Jesus. Those are the people <laughs> that have to pay by themselves. Such people, they will go to work, they will be hungry, they will be slaving, and they now say that, are you not going to? He said, no, I'm fasting. Just know that your sins were not included in that sacrifice. If it was included, you wouldn't do that. Are you getting what I'm going to say here? So fasting for us believers is what? Aside. Take time out aside with God's word, with prayer. Once you come out and start chatting with the public, better open your mouth and put something inside. Are you getting my point? That's the word of God. So like I was saying, tomorrow morning, for that reason, I have to go. To, I have to go out tomorrow morning to go to work and stuff like that. What am I going to do if I have the time in the morning? No, think about it. What am I going to do food-wise? I'll eat breakfast, right? Okay. If I come back in the evening, do you think I'm? If I don't eat lunch, am I likely to eat again at night when I get back home? Ah, but think about it now. Every day eating, you know, they tired to the job. No, let's think about it. Shouldn't you be tired of eating? Oh, you don't want to be tired of eating. Now, but Jesus said, no, the word of God says like this, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, they shall live. For that reason, the way people take, listen, I'm convinced about this. If we take time out to eat God's word, the way we eat this food, we will see the results that he promised to. The problem is that we don't eat it enough. That's what I'm, that, you see, I woke up this morning and I started thinking about it again. I said, Banky, you are not eating well. I told myself this morning that you're not eating well. I know what I mean by eating well. I don't mean bread and egg and a camo and a kara. That's not what I mean. You see many people who go around jogging around Okwara Square. They are not eating well. They want to jog into health. If God's word is not feeding you, you, if you like, you run from now till tomorrow. Listen. One of my colleagues sent me a message the other day. I said, please, one of our friends, this was from England, that one of their friends, I think also a colleague, I think guys also, yes, guy is a doctor, that he just died that morning. And everybody was telling him, do, 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 sorry, oh, sorry. Oh. He said, that man went out in the morning to go and jog. He died while jogging. Listen, a doctor living in the UK died while jogging. These are the things that are supposed to make you live forever. One, you're a doctor, you know health matters. Two, you live in a place where healthcare is good and you're exercising. You should live forever. If we are to go by what people say. But what happened? The man, in fact, he sent a message. You know, the people are on Facebook and Twitter and all of that. He just sent a chat out in the morning about to go jogging. That was his last communication on this earth. This was last week. Not story of 17 years ago. Just a few days ago. It's not up to six days. Sometimes I see people running around the square in the morning. Please run around after you have jogged spiritually. Yes, sir. Are you getting my point here? Yes, 
People run for one hour. They've not declared God's word for 10 minutes. Jesus said, you know, I thought about it. I was telling my wife this morning. I, I reasoned about it. They would say Jesus went to pray all night. Paul said, be devoted to prayer. The Lord Jesus said, don't, he said, don't men ought, ought to pray, men ought always to pray and not to lose heart. Then I realized, therefore, that means that was his habit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, that was his habit. That was his habit. That was the habit of Paul. So I said, okay, what were they always making requests concerning? I realized that prayer is not just about making requests. So when they wake up in the morning to eat breakfast, are you getting my point? Real breakfast. I don't mean fried egg and, um, and bread and mayonnaise and toast. No, I mean real breakfast. Real breakfast. Someone breakfast. Are you getting my point? <laughs> yes. John chapter 12 breakfast. Ephesians chapter 1 breakfast. When Jesus would wake up, I believe those are the things he ate. I remember when we were school, those they taught us that Jesus lived in Psalm 23. And that was why when they asked for supplies, he was not surprised. So, any money there? Peter said, no. I think um, um, uh, Judas said the offering was not much yesterday. And Jesus smiled said, Judas, Judas, he has done something to the offering. He said, anyway, let's give them offense. Look, go. Instantly, the Holy Spirit told him where his money was. I'm convinced again, the Holy Spirit wouldn't reveal such things if you have not been eating well. You know what I mean by waiting well? If you did not wake up that morning to eat well, declaring that the Lord is my... The Holy Spirit has to confirm something that he said. Do you get what I'm saying here? That's what the Holy Spirit does. He confirms something that the Word of God says. So it's when you've uttered that, that you say, ah, let's confirm this thing. Please, I hope you're getting my point here. Now, I have a habit. My breakfast is not much varied. I don't eat rice in the morning. It's against my religion. I don't eat yam. I don't eat all of those. I don't know how to manage it. I usually eat bread and all stroke. You know, things like that combination. My breakfast only pass bread, cornflakes, akam with akara. You know, those kind of things. Combine in different ways. I don't eat akara with cornflakes, so please don't go and tell anybody. <laughs> I'm just saying, before you start warning that this guy, why they chop like this? Are you okay? I'm just saying that those are. Anytime eating breakfast, nine times out of ten, it, con- it contains bread and stuff like that. Now, what I'm saying is that I have not gotten tired all these years. I don't believe in variety for breakfast. It, it causes confusion. If you give me pounded yam in the morning, by 11 I will be hungry. I don't know why. My stomach will just believe I have not eaten. Now, why am I saying all of these things? I don't have too much variety for breakfast, but I'm not tired. It can be the same word. That's the point I'm making. It can be your breakfast is Psalm 23 for this year. That this year, my breakfast is Psalm 23. Not religious Psalm 23, but revelatory Psalm 23. That is, this one is like I'm eating. I'm not, and listen, I'm not like let me read my Bible for the day as if you are doing God a favor. About God, if we don't read the scriptures, they will say we do not do our prayer, uh, our, uh, what do you call it? Morning devotion. Pastor will say we are not serious. And even you, you, are, you, you always cite the pastor, you won't bless us. Because we did not read our, do our morning devotion. So you take in the morning, Sunday 3. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. 
checking your time. He leaves, you know, at the end of the day, you check it, I've done it for 15 minutes. No, that's not what I mean. I mean the Psalm 23 of, let me go and eat breakfast. Let me go and eat what? Breakfast. breakfast. Let me eat. Derek Prince said he was sick for some time as a soldier in the Second World War. Something came out on his skin. Doctors got tired and they left it that this one is not curable. Then he read Proverbs chapter 4. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. Don't let them depart from your, uh, from your heart. Keep... Don't let them depart from where? From your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. No. Are you sure? And don't let them depart from one place and keep them in the midst of the other place. Between your heart and your heart. So for their life to those who find them and health to their whole body. Literal Hebrew says and medicine to their whole body. So he said, is that so? So he started eating that medicine like three times every day as if somebody was giving him tablets to swallow. After a few weeks, he got cured entirely. The word works. Amen. I hope you're getting my point. The problem is lack of diligence. That's why he said, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the heart? That is faith in, on, the, on the earth. The reflection of faith is that persistence in prayer. Persistence in declaring the word of God. And like I've, I've said many times, why did he say we must not lose heart? It's because sometimes it does not appear as if it is working yet. Let me share revelation with that prayer. Are you doing something that is right now? You are doing ministry. You started out in ministry. Started out in business. And you are wondering how it will work. Chris Devon said something the other day. Very interesting. He said he went somewhere to go and do a program. He told the pastor, don't bother printing flyers. You don't need all these banners and all these posters. He said it's not necessary. He said, yeah, let's just start preaching. He said, as we are preaching, they will start coming. He said, if you see Hindu banners and billboards, it's because one man who was blessed by his ministration, the man owns a massive printing press. The man volunteers by himself that anytime he's good anywhere, he'll come and do the billboard. So that's the only reason why he does billboards. Because one man decided to be doing it. He said, because he believes that it's not necessary. You started a church, you started a ministry, you started a business. Listen, if you like, do publicity from now till tomorrow. <laughs> I've been doing this job for a long time. Publicity does not bring anybody. I have printed a thousand flyers before. The last day of my program was me, my wife, and my friend, Jukes. Three of us from 1,000 flyers. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. Not three people. Nobody, because those were my friends. <laughs> one was me. Now you forgot it. <laughs> Steve, one was me. One was my wife. Where would she go? <laughs> So I thought about it. That what are we supposed to do? In fact, that's what I said, we're supposed to have a meeting, me and you, and Israel, later on. I said, listen, all you need to do is just continue sowing the seed and watering it. How do you water it? It's with the word of God. It's washing her by the washing of water, by the word. It's the word of God. So what is the seed that you are sowing? That thing you are doing. That message you are preaching. That business you are doing. The diligence with which you are doing it is the seed. What is the water? The word of God. So every day, start sprinkling the water on it. Start sprinkling the water on it. 
Eventually. What did I say? Eventually. Listen, it is growing at that time. One day it will manifest its growth. Please go and read Happiest People on Earth by Demo Shakarian again. Demo Shakarian used every method he knew on the earth. And God was watching him. The day, oh, God is very good. The day he gave up and said, all right, I am not doing again. The Lord said, good. Now that he has almost drowned entirely, we cannot rescue him. You know the principle of rescuing a drowning man? So I thought about it. I said, listen, anything you are doing in life, if God commanded you to do it, don't worry. When results start coming, now you go tired in quotes. I'm not joking about that. You are the one that will start wondering, who begat me all these children? That's what the Bible says. You start wondering, what happened? Let nobody come and teach you the principles that you press these keys. No people start telling you that in two years, this man got this result. Listen, my friend. This, you know what they said? That every overnight success is after a long night. <laughs> you heard that before? Yes. One day I was watching the video of Asweki. When, when, that time he did Wekilemo, and he was everywhere. And his pastor was talking on TV in the, the video that, you know, how God this and this and that. And that you too, follow the law like that, you will be an overnight success. I was standing with a man of God who was Asweki's friend. He, he didn't know when he shouted. This was my sitting room. He screamed. He said, which overnight success? Which overnight success? I know that guy. He was doing this thing for more than 10 years. Not even, 10 years is not like he did for 10 years. More than. He said, the guy said he needed to plant 10 choirs before he had any hope for breakthrough. He said, the man was so angry. He said, which overnight success? And he it, it, it turned to fight too. <laughs> like, what? Are you getting my point here? That the man was there. You hear, the first day I heard of T.D. Jakes, shortly after the man don't blow. Are you getting my point? Mm. But go, on, go, go to YouTube. Google up some of his old uh, videos. The man was looking older then than he is right now. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's, um, he's 20 years older now. But he was old, looking older at that time. Why? Because his suit was out of, was out of alignment. Yes, but no, I'm serious. That's what the could just do like that. What kind of And bro was massively fat. And he said, mm, mm, you know, as the Lord was beginning to speak, you know, I began to see. Uh, he preached that like that for more than 12 years in one church. Nobody knew he was there. The day breakthrough came was because he went to preach in one of his friend's conferences. And then Carlton Pearson, his friend, put a few minutes, seven minutes on TV to fill in a slot for a 28-minute program. And this man who has died now, found out TBN, Paul Crouch walked in, put on his TV, and saw one fat black man saying, show them your wounds. Talking about how Jesus came and showed his disciples his wounds. And that suddenly answered a question that had been on Paul Crouch's mind for a long time. So he picked his phone and called somebody, who's that fat man? He says, T.D. Jakes. Get him for me. And that's how he became the TDJX that you know. Are you getting my point? It was nothing that was overnight. They've, they've collected his car from him before because he couldn't pay. <laughs> yes. Removed furniture from his house. And his children thought they were thieves. And why is daddy not fighting the thieves and he's watching them come out all his furniture? <laughs> I hope you get my point. 
What am I going to say? Sow the seed. Tell your neighbor, sow the seed. Sow the seed. Then water it. Then water it. Remember, water is what the word of God. The seed is that thing you are doing. You preach it, you are preaching, preach it. Business you are doing, do it. Whatever it is, just do it. Be persistent. Choose something you can do for a long time and not get tired. But regularly, what do you do? Water it. Water it. That's why Jesus said, men ought always to pray. That's why Paul said, be devoted to prayer. Let's start again today. Let's begin to give the Lord thanks. Say, Father, I thank you because I realize that you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. I thank you because you are the judge of the whole earth. My life is not an accident. You are walking in me. Let's begin to give him thanks. Let's start with that. Let's begin to give him thanks. You are walking in me. Say, Lord, you are walking in me. Say, Lord, you are walking in me. You are walking in my life. You are walking in my life. You proposed something for me. I am a person born on purpose. I am a man. I am a woman of purpose. I am not an accident. I am not an accident. Yeah, I feel you should thank God for this. Say, Lord, thank you. You are purifying me. Say, Lord, thank you. You are purifying me. Say, Lord, thank you. You are purifying me. Because that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. Say, Lord, thank you. You are purifying me. Say, Lord, thank you. You are purifying me. Say, Lord, thank you. You are purifying me. Give him thanks for that. It's so important we recognize that. People feel that they are being oppressed. No, you are being purified. People think they are, so, they are suffering. God says, no, you are being purified. Thank you for that. Say, Lord, thank you for the purification that I'm going through. Thank you because you are cutting off everything that is not pure in me. Every branch that is wrong, you are cutting off. You are pruning me. You are pruning. It's called pruning. Give the Lord thanks for it. Say, Lord, thank you for pruning. Say, Lord, thank you for pruning. The Bible says that in everything, give thanks. I want you to give thanks. That thing is in my mind. For that thing that went wrong, that place where you failed, give thanks for that. I want you to give God thanks for that. You invested in a business, everything vanished. Give thanks. Say, Lord, I thank you. Because I will never have success outside you. Say, Lord, I thank you. Because I don't want to succeed unless you are the one bringing for the success. For that thing you invested money in and you lost, give him thanks. For that thing you invested time in and you lost, thank him. The Bible says, for everything, give thanks. One of the ones I used to laugh telling young men, and young women too, not only them, not only young men. For that relationship, you invested time and prayer. You even had God concerning it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yet it failed. Give him thanks. Say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Because you are removing everything that is not supposed to be in my life. Say, Lord, you are removing everything that is not supposed to be, that's supposed to be in my life. That's not supposed to be there. You are removing it. Just thank him. From the bottom of your heart. Say, Lord, I'm grateful. Mention that experience. Say, Lord, for this, I thank you. For the time, I thank you. For the money, I thank you. Because the Bible says all things are working together for good to them that love God and are caught according to his purpose. Uh-huh, another one, for people who disappointed you, begin to give name, name them and start thanking God for their lives. I was so sure my uncle would give me that money. Ah, Lord, for Uncle Ben, thank you. Because he didn't have to give me. Either I did not have the cash or did not have the willingness. 
I thought that when I moved to that city, this man will help me. But he did not. Lord, I want to thank you for his life. The Bible says forgive. Why does it say forgive? Because people offended you because your, your hope was in them. Say, Lord, I forgive my uncle. Not because it's anything bad, though. It's my way of repenting. That my eyes will never be on anybody again. So I'm asking, as a result of that, I'm asking, bless him. Before, deep inside my heart, I wasn't so sure I was happy with him. But now I'm asking you, bless him. That young woman that promised to marry me at the end of the day, after I've invested my time and energy and my money, she now said the Holy Spirit says something. Begin to pray for her. Lord, help her. Let her understand you more. Give her a good husband. Make her a happy person. I release everybody from my heart today. It's very important. I want us to give thanks for these things. Give thanks for every disappointment. Specifically, name those things, name those people, and give God thanks for them. Paul said, in everything, give thanks. He said, this is the will of God concerning you. It's the will of God for you to give thanks. It's the will of God for you to give thanks. Now begin to rejoice. Begin to rejoice in truth that you have come to understand. Begin to rejoice in it. Say, Lord, I rejoice in the Spirit. I rejoice because I realize that you are working in me. You are bringing everything to perfection. You are perfecting everything that concerns me. You know, it's interesting. Paul wrote it like that as an instruction. He said, rejoice always. He said, pray without ceasing. He now said, in everything give thanks. He said, this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Let's do those three things. Let's rejoice. Say, Lord, thank you. I want, when you are rejoicing, you smile. Look. You are happy. You literally smile. You put a smile on your face and say, Lord, thank you. I am glad. Lord, thank God I didn't get that visa when I was rushing for it. Lord, I am happy you didn't give it to me. Thank you. You are a good God. You know when to deny your children things that are not good for them. Rejoice. Put a smile on your face as you tell him thank you. Be happy. Be happy. Say, Lord, you are good. <laughs> yes, God doesn't make a mistake. The Bible says that all his work, everything he does is perfect. He's a God of faithfulness without injustice. Good and upright is he. Say, Lord, I thank you. Give him thanks. Now, I want us to do something now. Let's, again, lift up God's word. Let's lift up the word of God. In fact, I remember we used to have this. Ah, very good. Very, very, very good. Like I said, you can decide that this year, my breakfast is Psalm 23. My lunch is a portion of Psalm 119. And my supper is Psalm 34. You carve it out. You can say this year, my breakfast is... Oh, no, there's snack. Oh. There's mid-morning snack. There's late night snack. People eat all kinds. You look for every excuse to eat. Are you getting my point? Have you seen people saying that they're trying to add weight? Some people will come and say, I want to add weight. So you're looking for every excuse to eat. Are you getting me? Spiritually, you need to add weight. Yeah, you need to add weight. You need to add weight. Spiritual weight is tangible. There are some boys, very light. Each one of them weighing like 6 kg each. They went to cast out demons. 
That's why the demons go through them. <laughs> Each person weighs 6 kg. The demons said, good, grab them. Because they didn't have weight in the realm of the spirit. They didn't have. It's not how you look physically. In the realm of the spirit, they know. You know, Jesus didn't used to raise his voice to pray. Honestly, I pray, I pray we'll get to a point where we'll stop shouting, thinking that, you know, Christians, we, 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 we turn some things to good habits. Say, God is not, when we're young, they say, God is not deaf. He's not nervous. He's not afraid of our shout. Is it necessary? When it's time to shout, it will come out of you naturally, but don't make it a habit. When they told the Lord Jesus, don't you, are you not concerned that we are going to perish in the storm? The Bible says he rebuked the storm. That rebuke, I've, re- I've heard different people teach about it, and it's based on truth. He said, what did, what did went by rebuked? It's like, behave yourself. What's all this nonsense? You know that kind of thing. That was, it was an attitude thing. It wasn't like, right now, yeah, yeah Peter, hold me. John, hold me. <laughs> I want a masquerade. Are you getting my point? The masquerade, they do like that. They woke Jesus up, just rubbed his eyes. What is it? They say, we're about to perish. Why are you perishing? Are they pushing you from the village? <laughs> they say, look at the storm. They say, oh, the storm. The Bible say he rebuked the storm. He said, peace be still. When he was going to call Lazarus out, listen to me, he only spoke loud because he wanted people to hear what was going on. And he said it like that. What am I saying? That's because of weight in the spirit. That's how people are heavy in the spirit. That's how they behave. Please go and listen to our series again. Total faith. Total faith. When people are heavy in the realm of the spirit, okay, they speak casually and trees die. I don't know whether you're getting my point. They speak casually and trees die. When we went for that Chris Evans program in Asaba last week, he said, from now on, fast your words. What was he saying? That your words will be so powerful. Things you think are casual, they are going to be very weighty. So be careful what you say. What am I saying? Let's talk about it again. In the realm of the spirit, for us to be fat is important. And those who are trying to add weight in the realm of the spirit, they look for every opportunity to eat. Yes. They eat breakfast. They eat lunch. They eat supper. They do mid-morning snack. And they do late night snack. They wake up at, the, at night, they take something small and eat. So you can make up your mind that, listen, this year, Psalm 23 is my breakfast. Psalm 91, my supper. Lunch, I read from Isaiah 53. The mid-morning snack, <laughs> you get my point? It can be the same scripture. It's not variety. That's what I said earlier. I've eaten about the same breakfast. Very narrow selection for the last many years. I leave office. Thank you very much. In fact, not to slim down, I would do so. Physically, we are trying to eat little so we can calm down, you know. We want to be able to run up the stairs. It's not the key to long life, just that your clothes fit you better, that's all. <laughs> the Lord is good. Now, what am I going to explain here? Listen, we must feed ourselves with the word of God, even if it's like repetition. There's something my wife did to our wardrobe the other day, which is very nice. You know, there's one problem with being the preacher. You're not, you don't get blessed so much. It's those who you are preaching to that hear all the word. So everything we would don't preach. My wife, they practice. Me, I, they sleep. Yesterday, I told myself, I said, Banky, why don't you listen to your own messages? I said, this is my own voice. It doesn't sound nice. <laughs> Which is why I like editing our messages. Because that's my opportunity to hear it. You know what my wife did? Come to my room. 
She plastered paper everywhere on the wardrobe door. This one, one particular scripture, she has written it, described her whole life from the word of God. She wake up in the morning, she will face the mirror like Babalao. Listen, <laughs> she face the wall. I'm not kidding. She will face the wardrobe like Babalao. Oh, may you become a Babalao in Jesus' name. Amen. If you are already a Babalao, now if may you practice, now the talk. She will face it before she goes, her face like this, and be reading things that are written. That's how to grow fast spiritually. Let's declare God's word. Oh, the Lord is good. Everybody say, the Lord is good. Say, the Lord is good. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, I want you to do it like you mean it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I am not afraid of economic recession because the Lord is my shepherd. Let me say something. Listen, we are not, um, we are not trying to be nice. We are eating. Are you getting my point? We are declaring God's word so that we can hear it. All right? What I'm going to do, let's do something. After we declare, if you want, when I say, sailor, you know what that means? You will pause, you will think about it, say it to yourself, quarrel if you like. You can hold your pocket and say, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. You should get the point. The Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> Listen, the Lord is my shepherd. You know they are talking in the pocket. You can't just be broke anyhow. I want to pay school fees. You are not, you are not flowing. What's your problem? Don't you know the Lord is my shepherd? The Lord is good? I'm serious. This is, oh God. If, if, if to say we decrease more, we'll see more results. <laughs> no, we need to practice more madness. We are too nice. When I was a young student those days, I saw one brother talking to himself. I almost ran away from the room. He was later on, I realized that he was a spiritual man. And I was a carnal man. <laughs> He was reading, he would open the book. Then he would stop reading, he would start talking. Bro was fit. Do you understand? He was pumping his life, pumping the environment with God's word. After a while, I wore my slippers and took a stroll. Because I wasn't comfortable again. I thought the bro was not balanced. May we be unbalanced like that in Jesus' name. Amen. Believe me, Paul said, do not be drunk with wine. But what? Be filled with the Spirit. And we read from what? Colossians. When he was saying that in chapter 3, he explained that be filled with God's word. Let the word of Christ. That, what, now I'm looking at something here. When men are drunk with wine, it shows. They stagger. They talk anyhow. Where everybody should be silent. They are talking. You are getting what I'm saying? They drive, you know what I mean? Left, you know. <laughs> you know, a time should come, you'll be so filled with God's word, your neighbor will wonder whether you are mad. Once that happens to you, rejoice. The time of your breakthrough has come. I hope you're getting my point. Let's do it again. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not Say, want. I am not afraid. I am not afraid. They, may they may call it economic recession. But I am not afraid. Am not afraid. Because the Lord is my shepherd. Because the Lord is my Say, he blesses, me, he blesses me. And he supplies all my needs. All Say, my needs are supplied by him. Say, he that supplies the food for the birds, he is supplying my needs. Say, I follow after righteousness, and all things are added to me. Like I said, sailor, take a minute. Talk to yourself. Meditate upon those words. Realize that your job is not the source of your supply. Your certificate is not the source of your supply. People you know, ah, God has taught me through experiences. I, I was meditating this morning again. And I began to give him thanks. 
Because God will deliberately frustrate where your eyes could have been on. People you thought would have helped you, they are the ones that will not help you. Don't be angry with them. It is God. Your job is not even your supplier. It's just a place where God wants you to be faithful. He wants you to, you know, to practice righteousness there. Distribute goodness, righteousness from that place. That's what the job is. Actually, God is a supplier. Declare it again loud. Say, the Lord is my supplier. Say, the Lord is my supplier. You know, please, let's say this again. You know, remember the third commandment. That shall not take the name of the Lord thy God and do what? And put it on a vain thing. Uh-huh. I'm, sure, I'm happy you remember that. You don't take the name of God and place it on a vain thing. Now, listen to David Paulson again today, and uh, again and again. He said one day, in fact, this, this afternoon I heard him say this one again. He said, he, said, he was talking about the name of God. He said, it's called Yahweh. He said, well, I don't know whether I'm pronouncing it correctly. He said, because no, he, no Jew has agreed to pronounce the name for me. Because for them, it's against the law to pronounce the name. So I said, I don't know whether I'm correct. He said, but anyway, it doesn't matter. It has no meaning. Did you hear that? I said, wow, this man said this. He said, it has no meaning. He has no meaning. He said, because that language does not resonate with me. He said, one day I had to pray and said, God, what does this, give me a word in English that explains what this word means. He said, and one word dropped in his mind instantly. And that word was always. He said, and it makes sense because the word is from the Hebrew word that says to be. I am. All right? You understand? So he said, that's what that word, that word called Jehovah or Yahweh. That's what it means. One who exists. He said the word came to his mind that says always. Now this was the one I heard him say today. He now said, the same thing that you've heard me say before, that why speak a language you don't understand? He said he, he now calls God always my supplier, always my healer. Are you getting my point? Nobody else is my supplier. He is always my supplier. That is the name of God. I heard him say this on this afternoon. I was excited. I said, hey, is the word, is the revelation of God? It doesn't matter who's preaching it. You know, we've been saying it before again and again. All this Greek word we call God, live and small. He, he, he prefers the English word. Don't think he thinks you are spiritual when you say, oh, thou Jehovah Jireh. He said, my, my son, what does that mean? He said, it means you are the gyrating Jehovah. <laughs> no. Are you getting my point? Let's call him his name again. He said, the Lord my supplier. Call him by his name. Say now call him by his name at your own time. Just call him by his name. You are my supplier. You have a need somewhere. Look at that need. And upon that need declare, the Lord my supplier. Always my supplier. Always my supplier. Always my supplier. Always my supplier. Call him the healer. Always my healer. Not a doctor, not medicine, not an injection. He is the one that's always. That's his name. Always. Always my healer. Lay your hands on your body. Whenever you have a pain, something that's ailing you, say, Always my healer. Always my healer. Always my healer. Always. Always. That is who he is. That is who he is. In the midst of economic downturn, that's outside. He's always my supplier. Because of him, I am like a tree firmly planted 
by rivers of water. I yield my fruit in my own season. In all that I do, I prosper. Because it's always my supplier. Now we're in Psalm 23. What we're reading is Psalm 23. Let's declare it again. Say, always, always. is with me. Is with that is God. His name is always. <laughs> and always with me. I am never alone. I am never alone. He's always with me. Are you getting my point? Now let me say this again. Now they say the grass is always greener on the other side. Now what that means is that people would think oh, the other side is better. But the Bible says he makes me lie down where? In green pastures. Wherever God has planted me today is green. That's what I'm talking about. It's green. You know, my wife and I were discussing yesterday, yesterday night. After looking up and down, let nobody deceive you that one business is easy. And when you enter, you go and make money. Even MMM that's giving you 30% a month is roasting you for eating later. Or no more like he's fattening you up for slaughter. It will, soon, it will soon chop you. That money, listen, I don't mean to curse you, but let me just tell you, it's the word of God. You can't go away with it. It's a spirit. You will put it again so that it can yield some more. And that's the month it will collapse. All the years that the locust blessed you, it will now <laughs> to collect double back. There's nothing that is easy. This one is easy. This one is easy. No, no, there's nothing like that. Wherever you are, Declare it is my own green land. America is not greener than where you are. Listen, the major reason why less Nigerians go hungry in America than in Nigeria is simply because there's nobody to beg for money when you are there. So guys wake up and tell themselves the truth. This was many years ago. I handed my brother-in-law some... This, uh, we're in the U.S., he and I were driving. Because he's been driving up and down, buying for... So I give him some money to just buy something, like a foil. So I handed him the twenty dollars or so. He laughed. He said, "Bros, you know, since my people now, now we are guys." <laughs> he said, "Bros, since I come this country, only three people don't dash me money." That was how he said it. He said, "One, now your wife, that's his sister." He said, two, my mama." <laughs> God is my witness. This was how he said it. He said, "This one are the third one." That is all of you three from Nigeria. <laughs> Say this country where they, nobody. He said nobody. Well, there was one girl that saved us somewhere. So I, I tipped the girl a dollar. You know, what he said? He said, you know, says that girl take, put the money in for pocket. One dollar like this. He said, ah. it is easy to find. <laughs> for America. I hope you're getting my point. Listen, there's no green land anywhere. It's as you look at the land that God has placed you in. Begin to declare that he makes me lie down in green pastures. Declare, say, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Where I am right now is green. This land will yield its increase for me. This land will yield its increase for me. This land will yield its increase for me. This land will yield increase for me. In the name of Jesus, I speak to this land. Hear the word of God. You will yield increase for me. I sow in my land and I reap a hundredfold. 
Declare it. This land will yield increase for me. Declare it. Continue to declare it. Like I said, it's not just say it once. Begin to declare God's word. 